Another amazing, wonderful episode of Cross Culture. Um, <laughs> what happened? Why are you stop talking? I don't know. I just. All right, and this is a wonderful episode of Cross Culture. <laughs> I, I don't know what made me hesitate. All right, you guys. Um, another amazing episode. Again, special shout out to our first interview last week with Snoozy. Oh, yeah. We hope that y'all have been streaming his EP and listening. Um, I know some people have contacted me talking about thanks for putting me on, you know, and many others. So shout out to him. The day flowers bloom on all streaming platforms. Um, but you know, we are not a we're not complex over here. Um, so I'm also going to get into what is cross-cultured, Erica? Is it my turn to do It is. Your oh, turn. really? Okay, okay. Well, uh, <clears throat> <laughs> all right, seriously. Cross-cultured. Cross-cultured can be defined as the crossing of your different ideas, your different point of views, your different experiences and cultures, and how you just put all that together and how you use that to educate yourself, you know, to define yourself and live your best true life. Okay? Period. All right. So as you know, we always start with our topics. Man, that took a lot out of me today because I have a slight cold today. Sorry, child. You know how we do it. We get into these topics. Let's start with... This is interesting. I know we got we got some hitters on this topic list today. Um, let's start with how about we do JT is free. Hey yo, <laughs> y'all know how long we've been waiting for JT to be free. We be talking about this for we be talking this for a good minute. It's OVO season. You know you know things happen in OVO season. Oh, true. This is your birthday month. It is my birthday month. Interesting. Interesting. OVO um, season. <clears throat> Uh, does he sign the no, language it's not. Oh, it's like an owl. If owls were <laughs> That's how owl sounds if, though? If, I thought it was ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, seriously though. No. All, All right. right, JT is free. She is a member of City Girls. City Girls. She has been in, what, prison for at least a year and a half, I believe. Yes, because JT is the realest person out here. She really is about scamming these dudes. Yeah. And, you know, she She's pays the consequence. Music. She ain't snitch like other people. Wow. <laughs> but she is about her music. So she went to prison for a fraud, right? Yeah. I believe that's basically mm-hmm. what it is. So she's finally out. And, yeah, we're happy for her. So hopefully, I believe, I hope that she stays out, you know, yeah. and... You know, they do better things now. And it's great to see them back together again. Karisha's been holding it down for a long time. Um, AKA Young Miami. I just used her government like we're friends. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yes. All right. That's that. What should we go to next? We can talk about Cynthia. Who's Cynthia? Cynthia. Oh, girl. I don't even know. I don't know her, Cynthia. So, um, we're going to talk about Sin Santana. So, Sin Santana um, 
as we know her from Love and Hip Hop. She also was the former fiance of Joe Budden. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was on, um, you know, fellow reality TV star New York. She has a new podcast called like Brunch at Tiffany's or something like that. Right. Like, uh, which is super cute because it is cute. Tiffany. Right. But anyway, um, so, you know, Tiffany basically, well, New York asked her about her relationship with Joe Budden and, you know, how she feels about that. Where Sin kind of made a statement like, in my 26 years of life, that is the best decision I've ever made. I'm so much happier and this, that, and the other. Um, and the reason I kind of want to talk about that because, I felt like, don't do that. Don't do that like you weren't just on TV begging for this man to marry you, asking, speaking in Spanish and asking your sisters to speak in code and uh, do all of this. Like, Yeah, I'm like, it's one thing if you say that I made a, you know, I made the, a very good decision by leaving the relationship. You know, exactly. and maybe it was the best decision for our family and our son to leave the relationship. But to say, oh, you're 26 years of life, that's the best thing you ever did for yourself. And, you know, it's so contradicting because, you know, we start on love and hip hop. And, you know, she's 26 and he's in his 40s, okay? Yeah, well, he's 30. He's 30. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, 40. Okay, 38. (laughs) (laughs) And you were legit like, you know, I don't want to say she was pressuring him or begging him, but like you were asking for a ring, you know? Because you were saying it's about time. She was pressing him. Right. And it wasn't like they've been dating for five years. Exactly. It was like you was A year or so. You know, you had him arguing with Safari because of you, because Safari and Erica are together and he's with your ex, which is like... Girl, is this relevant? Neither one of you even date women yeah. anymore. So like, right, so it's kind of like okay. So I now I want to know what exactly happened in the relationship then, because for you to say that wasn't an abusive relationship, right? And and that's the thing that I didn't like. Like she really, I mean, again, I don't know the ins and outs of their relationship, but she really kind of made it seem like I was just abused or I was in the cage because. Even when they asked about the breakup, she was like, it wasn't a mutual decision. I made the decision mm-hmm. to leave and this, that, and the other. Which, if you listen to Joe Budden's podcast, he did allude to the fact that, like, he ain't know they were broke up either. He just came home and all her stuff and the kid was gone. Wow. And I just feel like, that's wild. Unless somebody's, like, beating you or really abusing yeah. you verbally, physically, mentally, then, yeah, that, then that's a lot. Could, yeah, that's, yeah, a that's lot. weird. I don't know. I wonder what it really is. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah. But- so. And then she's saying she's happy. She doesn't seem happy to me. I'm sorry. I'm like, what's making you happy? You taking pictures on Fashion Nova on, on Instagram? Where's her music? Is her music out yet? She had that one song. That was a clip. Was it the full no, song? No, she actually she released a song. It? She released mm. a song. She did a video for it. She did? Yeah. Oh. She's like, I'm, I'm cool in real life. Oh, what is it? It's something in real life that she <laughs> Yeah, she made a video on everything. Oh, well, well, I wish her the best. I don't know. I'd like to have, you know, hear more details about this relationship. Yeah, but I don't appreciate, you know, don't, don't, don't clout chase like that. Speaking of relationships, uh, let's go to G Herbo and Ari, right? So G Herbo, Chicago rapper. Mm-hmm. Does he, he doesn't live in Chicago anymore, does he? Um, and he has his baby mama, Ari. They were together for a little minute. For years. For years or a like, year? Like two years. Two three, years. Two yeah, they years. were together for a while. Mm-hmm. And they, they have a one-year-old son. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently they broke up for a good minute, maybe at least six months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. It's, if not almost a year. So why? The son was a baby when yeah, they broke up. Yeah, like... Because she said he left her. He like, left her while, like... She had postpartum yeah. depression everything. Uh, so what's even the, the drama with them? Like... So, okay, the recent drama that happened was it was Herb's birthday, and, um, you know, Taina... That's his new girlfriend. That's his new girlfriend, Fabulous, and Emily B's daughter. Um, You know, she had a party, she gifted him stuff, so on and so forth. So I guess as one of the videos, um, you know, I guess in wishing him happy birthday or whatever, in one of the videos, it was released that Herb had Yosan, 
around Taina. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess in the agreement that Ari and Herb had was that he would not bring Yosan around her. The girlfriend. Uh, and for her to find out that way, she said she did. She also kind of mentioned that she ain't like how Taina was looking at her son. Like, she didn't think he was looking, she was looking at him with mm-hmm. love, um, which I feel like it's, you know, it's subjective, you know. But... That kind of so she went on the rant. She deleted it, but you know, of course, these blogs. I don't know. They get it quick. I don't know if they on twenty four seven watch. They have to be. They have the notification on. But it's like still like y'all don't sleep. Like because right. it was a it was literally a post and delete, and she just kind of went off and she started exposing all type of stuff about her. Like he she said, herpes. herpes, and um, you know, evidently Taina was sleeping with little Bibby and this That's thing, another Chicago rapper. Which I wish I kind of want to know the tea on that. I do, though. Because Herb and Bibby was super tight. And I don't know if, like, they fell out, but now... I think they're still friends because yeah. I actually went to Bibby's page and I did see, you know, Herb comment on one of his pictures. Oh, okay. Recent, so, you know? so, yeah, maybe, you know, guys, they work differently, so... I don't know. So, I mean, anyway, the whole thing on social media is people are really talking down on Ari. Like, she, you know, they're saying that what prayer did G Herbo get to get with Taina? <laughs> I'm like, first of all, men, y'all basic. How y'all gonna compare this prayer to Sierra prayer? No, you can't compare it's, it. This, this is small not, girl. What is this small That's what I'm saying. Because she got him a locket for his birthday. Yeah. That's what, and they talking about, oh, fine, you found the one. Because y'all ain't never received gifts. <laughs> it's a locket. Like, yeah. literally... Well, you know, of his grandmother. So, he was emotional about it. Which is beautiful. It was an emotional gift. It yeah. was, like, a, a thought-out gift, but it's not, like... What I'll say is that um, I felt, like, to be honest, the way Ari went off was... It didn't help my case at all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not a healthy thing to do. You know, even mm-hmm. for your son. All these things... It's going to be on the internet. You know what I mean? Post-delete, you see, we still saw it. So, it's like, when your son is, like... Eight, nine, oh, seven, well, hopefully agree before then. And <laughs> and he pulls us up. He's going to see that you're saying his his dad has herpes and his dad did this and whatever. And mind you, things that this is not her first time. This thing, this seems to be like something she does whenever she's mad. Now, I'm not saying she does not have a right to be mad about, you know, him having their child around a girl or whatever. But must you blow up on social media in that way? That's not effective at all. That doesn't make yeah. sense at all. And it doesn't make, make your case any better. Now it makes you like the crazy, jealous baby mama. Not saying that she is. But you come off that way. You know, even the way she was typing in all capital letters. So he's like, you really, really mad. You know, it's like, okay. So is it that you can't come, maybe you can't reach him via via your phone or whatever, he's not picking up your calls or texts, but it's just like, you know. Yeah, I think it's that not, I think right. that that's the, the only thing that I'll say is like, Ari, you have to have a better um better modes of communication. Yeah. Well, the only thing I didn't like is that I didn't like how social media um, comparing them they or? compared them and then I hate you know one thing I hate just in general is when people try to discredit something just because of something else like just because they are having bad you know they, they're they young and they're newer co-parenting they don't know how to do this well yet mm. you know what I'm saying it's a lot of people that we see now that's looking amazing co-parenting but we that's because we didn't have social media we don't know what they would have done I mean, back Will then Smith and, you know, exactly. she said it wasn't like easy in the it beginning it wasn't easy in the beginning they had some drama but I, I don't know people make it, trying to make it seem like Herb and Ari like he didn't love her or she didn't love him or like like Taina is such a much better girlfriend I'm like we don't know none of this like we don't we don't and all this smile smile giddy giddy he doing Taina he did all of that with that's Ari. the thing we saw the exact same. all this crying all, all this, this yeah. emotions all this love all of my this, life he's the best gifts Ari gave some gifts too. like he, he did the exact same thing it, with it, it was exactly so which is what she said too because they was like oh her and Ari should get back together and she was like no I'll wait after two years and he give her a baby and destroy her life too yeah. and I think that like 
you know. So wait, so low key, that means she low key, low key, low key still want to be with him. Like she no, still I sees think, that there pop. There's I, a chance that they may eventually get back together. I think that in in Ari's heart of hearts, I feel like she's very hurt still. Of you course, know what I'm saying like I think that. In a perfect world for her, yes, her and mm-hmm. her would get back together. Because he was on who left her. He left. He left her, and mm-hmm. I think that she's just been trying to recoup. She's been trying to stay up. She's been trying to like you know, you you know, he threw her into this public eye in a sense, like because yeah. she was the rapper girlfriend and she was the baby mom and she did this and the other. But I also want to remind people like y'all was not saying or praising Ari when she had to do her baby shower by herself when her caught a gun charge. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like she held him down and did stuff for him too. I'm not saying how. She blew up, was warranted, but I'm also saying like she, yeah, people, she did her, yeah. You know, she y'all can't just blame people because I'm sure she's still in a very reactionary. It's place. obvious. It's so obvious yeah. that she really is. It really is. I don't know why I was advocating so hard, but I'd I be really be feeling bad for Ari. Like, oh man, damn, you could relate to some. No, I cannot. But I be feeling, <laughs> I feel bad for her. All right, let's go into some more drama that happened on the internet this week. Um, so. My husband and father-in-law kind of got into a little bit of drama on the internet this week. Dennis Graham, who is Drake's father, was on Nick Cannon's morning show. Um, and they were talking about some of the lyrics that Drake, you know, if anybody really listens to Drake, you know he's spoken about his relationship with his father to the extent of his father kind of was absent in his um, growing up, in his adolescence. Mm-hmm. So Dennis got on the Nick Cannon show and kind of said, you know, I used to ask him about all that all the time. And when we talked about it, Drake said, you know, he just he just does it because it sells songs. Where, you know, Drake saw the clip, obviously, because Drake is on Instagram like the rest of us. And he put out there, like, I woke up this morning to be so hurt and disappointed to see my father would do anything and say anything to anybody that would listen to him. Everything I've ever written about is the truth and my truth only. I'm not gonna lie. The dad definitely does seem like a he likes attention or he likes media. Oh, yeah, like is. I got that type of vibe from him. However, I think it could be the combination of both. Like we don't truly know what the full story is. I think you know it's one of those situations where like obviously you know as you mentioned, um, Drake grew up in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. And the dad was here in America, right? So it's like. Yeah, the dad probably felt like he was always in his life, maybe because maybe he called him every exactly. birthday or every two, three months. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like he well, he went years without seeing him or talk mm-hmm. to him. So he probably felt like, I've always been in your life. I always knew everything going on in your life kind of thing. Yeah. But it doesn't mean, like, you know, as a child, you know, especially if you from, come from a broken home, like, you need more. You know what I'm saying? It's not just yeah. the phone calls, you know? It's you. I need you there, you know? So... And I think if you really listen to Drake's music, he's never said that he... It's never been a relationship of, I don't know my father. Oh, like he's a he bad man. Out. It's always been a, a relationship of disappointment. Mm. That's what it's been. Like, you know, like, it was times where we were supposed to meet up, but you never did. You know? Got it. Or, no, like, you know... I know that you broke my mom's heart and you didn't even care. Right. It's like stuff like that. That you it's, continue to live your own life. You live your, you do your own thing. You know, and that's what it is. And you can see, and Dennis, you can tell Dennis does his own thing. Even to now, Dennis, I follow him on Instagram. He, oh, he really? was a little Chinese girlfriend. And oh, maybe, yeah. He like, he be, he like a little pimp. Like, like no, Dennis be living like, his best life. He got this little song that's kind of hot. I'm not going to lie. Okay. But, you know, yeah, I, I definitely think it's a combination of, it's two sides of the same coin. Mm. That's what it is. It's definitely two sides of the same coin. Okay. Oh, what is? Okay, let's talk about this 69, Takashi, whatever. So we all know that, you know, he's currently well, in jail, prison, whatever, going through this whole case that he has. Um, and he's been snitching, all right, and whatever you guys want to call it. 
So the funny thing about it is that, you know, we already know that he may be released by the end of the year. Yeah, which right? is crazy. But now he has a new album deal ten, worth $10 million. That's crazy. $10 million. That's crazy. Like how? What music is he going to... So what is his music going to be about? I mean, the same nonsense. It's going to be... You know, him, he's probably even going to be very braggadocious about it. Like, yeah. You know, like, I was in the pen, but I was... I'm but, out, but so I'm out. Yeah, like, I was banking with them dudes that robbed me, but they in jail. <laughs> yeah. You know. It's just like, this, this is kind of world we live in. Like, this social media era, this, like, That's scary and that's dangerous. Because yeah. what it means is, like, it's, it's like, not to say I promote street culture or whatever, but what you're telling us is there's no checks and balances in the in the streets then. And even besides the snitching, sorry to cut you up, but yeah. even besides the snitching, like, you were involved in this nonsense, And, and that's what I'm saying. It's like that, that, then we're saying there's no checks and balances at all because it's like, it's not, it's not like something was done to you and you told on people. Mm-hmm. You, you... You sought these people out to be in their lifestyle, yeah, to get an to be image, a gangster. to do this, to get exactly what you're getting now, and yeah. you did it at the expense of all these people, because yes. now all of them about to go to prison. Because you're scared. Because you're scared. You know what I mean? And for you to still be able to come back out and still be successful and not have any consequence, like... Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I, it, it's just, there's no checks and balances. Like, who is this record label? Like, I just want to know. Like, I think who, it's the same record label. Like, probably, probably. Like, who is interested? And really, why? But yeah, as you said, it's no checks and balances. It's just crazy. Like this new social media era is just about you know who's clout. been in the media. Yeah, clout. Who's been in the media? Who 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 are people talking about? You know, like that's all. Whether you're doing a good thing or a bad thing, whether you're harming people, it's all about you being popular. That's it. And it's gonna be. And he's gonna know which demographic to appeal to. Cause no matter how much culture and stuff is stolen from us and you know we know that african americans carry the beats of media and entertainment there is still a whole group of consumers who all of this doesn't mean that much to them at like, all it's just some entertaining gossip that's it you know and so. they're gonna play his songs used to make memes yeah used to do the tiktok videos and <laughs> like you know that's all we see TikTok videos. Like, that's oh. it. You know, and oh, that's oh, even, oh, you know, TikTok oh. videos are also one of the ways, you know, all this music also, like, really gets yeah. out there, too. Mm-hmm. Like, when you use your songs to do these videos and stuff. <sighs> anyway, I don't know. We'll see when he gets out. Mm, what should we go to next? Amanda Seals. Let's talk about her. Amanda Diva. Now I understand why her name was Amanda Diva. She is a little diva. Now I understand. See, for years I ain't get it. Now I get it. Right. She's a diva. So what happened? So for those of y'all, first of all, Amanda Seals is a popular actress, comedian, uh, former songstress. She's really in the entertainment industry, but mm-hmm. some of us may recently know her as, I think her name is Tiffany on Insecure, yes. right? Um. So... Anyway, Emmy weekend was like maybe two, three weeks ago, and there's only one real black Hollywood Emmy party, right? Now, this party is hosted... Let me not get there yet. So, Amanda Seals... Amanda Seals gets on her Instagram after the Emmys party. And she goes on this long rant about how she was not allowed into the only black Emmy party. And she's kind of like pissed because mm-hmm. she's part of this world, so on and so forth. She even talks about how like um, she was invited by um, Jesse Williams, you know, and how Elijah Kelly had to get try to get her in. And even after he got her in, security came to kick her out. So while she was telling this story, she was using the pseudonym of Kiera. That's what she kept saying, Kiera. Kiara, Kiara. 
But later, she got on her personal podcast, Small Doses, mm. and told us how, in actuality, the person who was throwing the party and was like the the Gates way, as she kept um, referring to, is actually Issa Rae's publicist. So okay, so Issa Rae's publicist and Amanda really don't get along. They've never got along. So there's evidently been some deep some deep beef. Now she said that she talked to Issa about it, like, "Girl, your publicist be talking to me crazy," and this, this, that, and the other. And Issa said, "My name is Bennett. I'm not in it." Y'all are two grown women. You figure know, it out. figure it out. Like, that's not something I can talk to her about. You know Which what I mean? I get it because it puts on a compromising position. Yeah, it's kind of like this has nothing to do with her job. And that's not my place to tell that's her true, that. Right? You know, like, so that's that on that. So, you know, after Amanda tried to use her platform to go crazy, some people have been coming out on Twitter and social media saying, Amanda, in you're actuality, nasty. you're nasty, you're mean. To the extent of her own co-star on Insecure, Sarunas Jackson, who plays Dre on Insecure, said that, well, you can't be, uh, what do you say? You can't be mean and an, an asshole to everybody and think people are going to like you. Which is very true. And we think about it, she does have that little persona going on. She, yes. she definitely has. And it's like, okay, yes, we are black and we want to support each other. We're all rooting for each other, but it doesn't mean... And even if, okay, your little comedy thing is around you having this personality, mm-hmm. but still have sense and be professional and kind to people. Because I think yeah. it's all about connection. Yeah, you can tell you she's, know, a, she's an asshole. Yeah, like, okay, yeah, you have this platform. You're, you're doing well. You got your, your um, HBO comedy special, whatever. But all this thing can, like, go down a drink quick. She's condescending. Very, yeah. That's, the, that's what I definitely pick up. I don't even really know her like that. And I like Amanda Seals for the I most like her part. Too, you tell she's smart. You can tell she's smart, but you can also tell that she feel herself too much. Too much. Because she's one of those people that she's, you know, I forget, she's a child actress. She's literally been in Hollywood forever. Mm. And she's done so many things. There was a time where she filled in for Marsha Ambrosius on Floor Tree. I know. Um, but she got kicked out, too. She got kicked she got out because of her little attitude. That's what, that's what Ambrosia said, because she had a little attitude thing going on. So, yeah. So, just Amanda, fix it. Yeah, Get be kind to your honey. people. You know, you talk about how black people should be this and that. Be kind, you know, like... No one says you shouldn't feel yourself. Be confident. You know, think you are that person. But still, like, be kind. Have respect. Don't be condescending for what? Like, just because you do the American, African-American history. So you think you can just, like, what is it? Like, oh, I don't know. But that's what she gets, though. Hopefully that teaches her a lesson, honestly. Hopefully. Like, hopefully you know, be humble yourself. And I'm glad I'm lucky glad that Issa didn't because I saw I read the article uh-huh. and Issa was like you know what it's between y'all I'm not gonna right. try and get you in or whatever like yeah and that, and that's yeah. what blew her the most she said all her people all everybody was just looking at looking watching like didn't nobody and that's step because they didn't low key agree with the action let's say she's genuinely a nice person someone would have been like come on now let her in yeah. you know what I'm saying so for them not to say anything it's because that oh girl you you should have got the message exactly exactly yeah, and insecure said probably hot boy yep. So, let's get into BT. the BET Hip Hop mm. Awards. All right. Um, BET Hip Hop Awards was this week underwhelming. And, <laughs> and the thing is, I, I always try to support BET. That's why every time they do something, mm-hmm. we get on here and we talk about it. Because we really try to support them. Because at the end of the day, we grew up on BET. It's BET. Um, but it just seems like... The whoever is doing their programming is becoming less and less invested, less or less. the people are growing older and there's a stronger disconnect with the streets. Because it just seems like everything is gimmicky. It seems like they don't they they don't know the core of what they're trying to do, right? Like at this point, abolish the hip hop awards, incorporate it into the BET awards, and just do that. Make it a one thing. Make it a one thing because the whole point of it being segregated segregated was to 
kind of like dive into hip hop culture a little bit more. But now all the awards is super poppy. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was so annoyed that Cardi B was um, nominated for "Please Me." "Please Me" is not a hip hop song. It's not a hip hop song. What? Uh, Her and Bruno Mars. It's not a hip hop song. She was. They were nominated for best collaboration. Wow. They don't do their research. They don't be doing that. You could tell that they just, they just be like, "Mm, they don't listen to no underground music. They don't, they don't like real hip hop. Exactly. They don't do no research. You know, like it's, it's like at this point. You know, you could tell that the only reason they had best mixtapes was because they wanted to give Megan Thee Stallion an award. Uh, yeah. Because simple. otherwise, yeah. one of you, like... This, I'm like, did they ever have best mixtapes? No, they just wanted, thing? they just know they couldn't give, they wanted to find an award to give both Meg and the baby because the baby won best new artist. Right. So I was like, I, like, if I could see all your politics this transparently, it's done. Also, I love the ciphers. The ciphers is the best part, and they kind of didn't have. I feel a like lot. year after year, it's like just going it's down worse. and down. It's, it's like, yes, and I just think like there's no proper programming at BET, and that's why, just always been the issue. Why was it though? Um, why didn't out? Yeah, com- they did com- the, the, the comedian, comedian cipher. Comedi- like, why was that? Like, was it, it was it a separate thing or was it, that was a cipher? That it seemed was, like a it was a cipher. It was a cipher like, because because they really and I just feel like first of all. There are certain ciphers I feel like that should just be staple ciphers. Mm-hmm. Like, for once, this is the one year that y'all really could have went crazy with female cipher. Girl. This is like one of the one years that, I just feel like every they year you should thinking. have a female cipher. Because there's yeah. enough women that could just be like, oh, who was invited to the female cipher? Yeah. Y'all should have a, a you know, new rap cipher, like freshman cipher. I was just going to say that too. Like, this cipher should be an opportunity to bring in new upcoming exactly. artists that, you know, like, or people who are not nominated or didn't win, the, you know, win exactly. anything. So it's like. An international cipher. It, it's, it's so stupid. It doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense it was ridiculous as, as you said i think ridiculous. the key thing is the programming and then of course the outfits what what is the theme of this bt awards because everyone wearing from costumes to nightgown to to halloween outfits to lingerie i don't even understand it like I just be wanting black people to have to take etiquette classes sometimes because it's like you know you you your things is gonna be treated how you present it and how you present yourself. Yeah. That's why all y'all feel like the BT awards that you've won don't matter, don't mean anything because y'all treat it like the BT awards and all these awards you get from BT aren't aren't that y'all treat the whole occasion like it's nothing. Yeah, like it's you know the bottom. Awards. Yeah, like it's the bottom. Like don't treat it like like that. It's an it's a banquet. It's an awards show. Like for us, for created us. by us. Exactly. So it's like where why? you can get acknowledgement. Because uh, let's tell the truth. Some of y'all never gonna get that Grammy because it was never, never. made for you to yeah, get exactly. that Grammy. Never. And it's, those, no. Yeah. It's too many of us to put everybody in urban music. Girl, you get what I'm saying? It's too many of us. So this is the opportunity for everybody to that that to was gonna chew, slip through the cracks yeah. to have that acknowledgement. Like we see you, right? You by know? your community, exactly. exactly. But instead of y'all taking it seriously and dressing the part and saying like, "Yes, this is a notable thing for us," y'all want to act like it's a cookout. Ridiculous. Exactly. No shame. Ridiculous. Let's Girl. even talk about um, Kim. Girl, Lil Kim. The performances were not all that at all. Like overall, but Lil Kim's performance, I was disappointed. One, her outfit. What was that hooded, sparkly suit that she had on? I did not oh, like I it. I should be dressing like this. I don't understand. Two. 
the performance, it's like she had no stage presence. It was like she was lip syncing. I didn't even understand. She had like, no stamina, child. How you lip syncing and still out of breath? She, <gasps> yes, you could tell she did not work out. Because it's not easy to be on stage and oh, perform God. and dance and rap and sing and move about and whatever. You could tell she didn't do anything. No exercises, no breathing exercises. It's like, it, it seemed like she didn't even sing or originally sing any of the songs or, you know, rap this song. You could tell after all. a while she couldn't keep up a choreography was, and that's yeah. when she hit that move. <laughs> That move, that little, that little <laughs> down, down move, yeah. I was, like, I was disappointed, even when she brought the other people out. She just picked, and she picked like the wrong set Song. list. Cause like, I'm like, even the order in which you were. Yeah, I'm like, your catalog is way too fire for these to been the, the, this has been your choice. Like, what happened? She, she couldn't, I don't think she got a team anymore. I don't know. She got the wrong team. <laughs> it's just not working out yeah. at all. Okay, um, so let's go into this, what, sex for grades. So sex for grades, if you are on Instagram or any social media, this is a, a documentary, a little documentary out, uh, which is sex for grades, um, basically in Nigeria, um, how um, lecturers... In um, Ghana. And Ghana, yeah. Lecturers and um, professors, how they basically exchange sex for grades. If you want to pass this class, you got to give up that pum pum. And this has been something that's been going on for like years, years. decades. Like this is, I don't even this know is generational. how many. Yeah, very, very, very long time. And it's so sad that you know lecturers like they intentionally fail students. Like if you are not willing to sleep with them, um, we're gonna fail you. And if we fail you, you have to repeat the class. And imagine, you know, you repeating the same class for a couple of years just because you don't want to sleep with this same professor. And then the things about it, there's no consequence to, you know, it's like, who are you going to report them to? Yeah. Who are you going to report? What, the police? You know, like, who are you going to report them to? So it's so sad, you know? Because I remember that a while ago, my mom was telling me that she did experience this and she said that um, she had to decide to start um, the, um, dressing, um, like, how... Um, More conservatively? Not necessarily, yeah, um, the, what are they called? Um, you know, the Muslim women that cover, like, their body from head to toe, like, oh. with the, com- like, the complete hijabi from, mm. you know, everything, like, you don't see no type of arms and nothing. I forgot, like, the proper term for it. Yeah, to, so, like, they don't even, like, see her at all, you wow. know what I mean? So, I think that that's just scary, like, your, your, your grades are in this man's hands, like, is that, is... It's just, ugh. think, think of... Think of how many women that could have been a mm-hmm. different career but couldn't get past the teacher. Yeah. Because they didn't want to compromise their body. Their bodies, their morals, like their their morals, their self self respect. Think of how old you are when you get into college. When you get to And university. in Nigeria you get into college at fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. You could get in that that early. So imagine being in that predicament um, where somebody that has this much power over you in your life is giving you that choice that like that ultimatum. Yeah. You just gotta like skip the class. My mom, that's what she did. She didn't go to class anymore. It's just like, well, I'm not gonna do this. It's it's ridiculous. It's so sad. And you know the documentary, one of the professors was a, was a pastor as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so they mm-hmm. had like a hidden cra- camera. They went to the man's church preaching this and that, and then he's the same one in his office saying, "Well, you know what to do." To a 17 year old. Can you imagine a pastor, a professor? And the thing, the, the things that I think about, you you men have daughters too. You have kids. They do not be caring. So it's like you don't even care if someone does this to your own child as well? Mm-mm. They, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to, again, like, put a, a foreshadow cast on all men, but the <laughs> men that participate in this type of behavior, 
Um, it's just, it's very unfortunate that some men lack complete empathy. They're, they, they don't know how to say, dang, I wouldn't want this to happen to somebody I love, so therefore I'm not going to do it to somebody because somebody loves this person. Exactly. But they don't think like that. They think on a me, 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 what I yeah. want thing. Position of power, mm-hmm. you know? And, and if you guys didn't catch on, the song that we kind of introed in, mm-hmm. um, that's an older song, too. It's like, it's not... It's like early 2000s. Yeah. So, just imagine how common it is for it to be popularized in a song. Yeah, You get exactly. what I'm saying? So, you know, that's just... It's just something to think about. It's something it's to research. It's yeah. something to um, bring awareness to. to. Yeah. And of course, mind you, this not it's not only going on in Nigeria and Ghana. It happens here too. Happens you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, it happens everywhere. Where it's like your professor and he's like, well, you know, gives you some. He winks at you and say, baby, you know. I feel like I had a professor. See, I ain't even trying to cap. I feel like I had a professor that came on to me in college. Really? My chemistry professor. Is he the Ghanaian? The Ghanaian guy. Because really? I don't know. It was one time I went to his office hours, and like he was just to kind of like. Pointing me out in class. Like, oh, in yeah. class? Like, damn me. Like, he used to say my name all the time because he knew I was Nigerian uh-huh. and he was Ghanaian. So, it was one time I went to his office hours and he kind of like, just kind of like propositioned me in a way where he was like, oh, because I was failing chemistry at this point, y'all. So, I was failing. So, he was just kind of like, hmm, well, maybe we can think of something you can do to bring your grade up or this, like, and the other. My ass instantly went to... Yeah, that's what I be saying. I be going to SEL like and you just know, you know, I tried to kind of like instantly switch the the But tempo. you could you and that's the, the thing, you know the vibe the tone. The, the way he looked at me, the way he was smile. It's just like why you even say my name this yeah. way? Yeah. And it's like you already know. Let's not even I know as women we tend to be like maybe I'm the one tweaking or thinking too much about it. But we know yeah. the, as you said the tempo, the tone, the look. And then he made me take his class again. Like I had to take his class Oh, because when I when I took it again, it had to be his class because he gave me the incomplete. Complete. Oh, so I had to take it again. So then I stopped sitting in the front because I used to sit in the front of class. Oh. So I just stopped. I started sitting in the back. Damn. Well, but you know, I never stop going because I still feel the class. So. <laughs> <laughs> I should want to go take one white professor. Maybe he wanted a hug or something, or you know, just just small sugar. I'm just joking. Oh, you so you passed the class with a white professor? Yep, I sure did. How do you pass up a white professor? The, the, your African man, man brother ain't helping. I want to say you barely, but. <laughs> but no, I'm he sorry, did. Sorry, she's laughing. Uh, All right, let's get into our Olodo. All right, of, of the, the week. week. All right, y'all. So this Olodo this week um is a whole tip. Right, and I think a lot of y'all don't be knowing who and what are hoteps. <laughs> um, but it's a lot of them out here in Hollywood. So this hotep, he a hotep for a lot of reasons. But this week, he came at so many women, it irritated me. So before I really even start getting into this tea, let's greet him properly with the drive. Analodo, somebody who is a dumbass, stupid, makes poor decisions, comparable to a donkey. Oh, Lord, oh, Rabata. Goof ass. 
All right, you guys. So our loader of the week this week is none other than Clifford T.I. Tip Harris. Mm. Okay? He is a loader for a multitude of reasons. The first reason is because now he has a podcast called Expeditiously. <laughs> he thought it would be cute to make his own rap list. Even though that was so four weeks ago, T.I., it's not going to happen More anymore. Like, damn near 12 weeks ago. Exactly. It's like Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's so he not did the top 50, right? And not one woman... Lauren Hill wasn't on his list. No, not one woman was on his list. But then get this. Here, here's the T. Here's why he's a Nolodo. Because they brought it up on the podcast. They said, you don't got a little Kim or Nikki. Because you know, them the only female rappers that people like to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and this fool says, well, it can only be one of them because they are made. They are one and the same. We wouldn't have Lil, uh, Nicki Minaj if not for Lil' Kim. They're, she's a direct descendant of what Lil' Kim's rap is. That's completely stupid. What about all this, all the small rappers? What if you say we won't have Migos without Gucci? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like we wouldn't. All... We wouldn't have Kendrick Lamar without Tupac. We wouldn't have right. Jay-Z without... We have Jacob without Jay-Z exactly. kind of thing. You know, you know like... what I'm saying? Like, every single person, you yourself are a descendant of Southern rap. So how you going to say... No, you know for him, he's the inventor. Oh, you right. He the trap. He's he the inventor of trap. It, okay? He done branded that child. He want us to know he invented trap music. So it's kind of like... What do you mean? Like he said, no one. So basically, there's no one on the list. You know, he said, look him, Nick Minaj. Not they shouldn't be on the list. And then when you even do look at the list, future, future is on the list. Besides my whole personal whatever fact, I don't really like him personally. But it's like future, your top fifty as a rapper. I get it. People love the way he raps and what he raps about. But we talk. Let's talk about hip hop rap. I, I think that first of all, people just randomly creating a list. And if you're gonna create a list, you got to give me what is what is the criteria, criteria for this list so that I can even understand your thinking. Because I don't know. Because some of these people, I'm like, are y'all talking about rap as in rapper, lyricist, or like you know, are you talking about rap as an artist, as an impact, as like culture? Yeah. You know? and, and is it of all of it together as a whole? Which one? Exactly. Like, let me know what you're doing. Then you go. It's just. It's just. Mm. It's just very stupid. And then another another reason he's a lodo of the week. Oh wait, and, my bad. Okay, he made another finalist. He he finally added Lil Kim and Nicki Minaj. And Lil Kim was forty, number forty. Nicki Minaj was number forty-one. I'm gonna look at one. I, I like his. Listen, the fact that you got Rick Ross future. Gee, Rick Ross above, as top 50. Ab- above Lil' Kim and Nicki Minaj is an insult. Why? Gee, you, he out here playing respect. Why you got Ice Cube at number 12? That's just respect. I'm not saying yep. Ice Cube ain't cold, but he ain't number 12. I'm sorry, because he ain't number 10. Come on now. Drake is number 6. T. I love Drake and all, but... Why T.I. Why make himself number 11? Like He like, all right, I'm going to give y'all my top right, 10, but right. I'm the next one up. Get your goof ass, boy. So, so Ghostface, Raekwon, they in the 40s? Ooh. What? Redman Twister, they're in the 40s? Uncle Luke, he bogus. Kill him. How kill a Mike just make 50? Wow. You telling me all these people, you telling me Let Nelly are better than all these people. You telling me Future is better Gucci. than Nipsey Hussle? Gucci Gee. is better? You talking about Gucci. See, that's what I'm saying. Excuse me, no. Like, you got it. You got Slick Rick as 27. Kanye is number five. I'm just insulted. Like, he just... No, I'm sorry. Nonsense. Stop playing. I don't agree with it. You tip... We taking away your rap card. Also, I didn't like how he came at Iggy Azalea. Right. So that's... She's a white female um, rapper that he was the one who signed her. He introduced us to her. 
you know, and that was his first female artist, right? Yeah. If not only, well, not only anymore, but you know. So basically, now he's saying that oh, she was a well, a blunder, right? He said the biggest blunder. Wow. Now, yes, we all know that to be honest, she's not the best um, rapper at all. You know, she can't rap like that. You know, mm-hmm. but she got her little. Whatever style she got going on that's working for her, that at least is making her, helping her sell her records. Because to today, she's still selling her little records that she got going on. She dropped the album earlier this year, you know? I kind of like Iggy as a. She's not bad. Um, she has a song a with Tiger bit. that's decent, you know? I think her rap was, her uh, verse was better than his on No Mediocre. The songs that they made yeah. together. So for you to say that it's a blunder, no, initially you were going hard for her. So now after you've gone to prison, you've read your African American books. He signed her after he got out of prison. After, is he yeah. after? So it's now that. Okay, now you want to be for Afro. He just a whole tap. I, he, I, I don't he, get it. He really feels, look, T.I. is one of those people that pretends to be about the progression of black people. And in his progression of black people, he demeans women. He demeans um, other, you know, other people. So it's like you you demean all these other people and exclude them as if their intersectionality does, does not, not exist. Ex- exist. So that's where I'm done with you, T.I. You can expeditious that. <laughs> Nonsense. Ridiculous. Anyway. That's been our hot topics today. Yeah, I guess it is time to get into our topic of the week. And our topic of the week is... Education. education. I like this topic. As you all know... Um, I'm a I'm in education, you know, mm-hmm. like I taught for three years. Um, and even prior to me like officially teaching, I've kind of always worked um in a space where I mentor youth and the children. You know, they say dummy dollar the kids. Um and, you you know, dummy dollar? Dummy dom. You know, that's a oh. Martin reference. Dummy <laughs> dollar the kids. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, as I was saying, um, I work for an educational nonprofit now. So I've like been in different spectrums of education, you know, as well as getting education. So it's just a lot of stuff that we want to talk about in regards to this topic. So this week, um, one thing that I brought up on my Instagram, if y'all follow me at damn underscore, I'm fine. If you follow me, you saw I made a video talking about how I don't, I think that when black celebrities only do things at HBCUs, it disregards the black youth in PWIs. And it kind of is like, are y'all saying because we did not choose to go to a, P- uh, a HBCU that we do not deserve a network? We do not deserve opportunities. We do not deserve the same connections as students that go to HBCUs. So that's kind of like how that rant started. Um, and just kind of like how this whole mm-hmm. topic came Um, about. To comment on that part, um, before we get deep into education, um. I definitely agree because you know um, we you know we, when we do look at social media we see that you know it's the black colleges that have all these fun celebrities and you know the touring and the performances and this and that and we didn't really get that because we went to UIC at all you know mm-hmm. uh, but then I also think you have, you have to think about behind the scenes like who are those in charge of you know contacting the celebrities you know who are those trying to have all this hip hop or you know African American um, whatever, you know, people come into, you know, the schools. And I feel like for PWI schools, those who are behind the scenes, who are in charge of admissions or, you know, um, activities, students' affairs, they're white people. 
you know? So I don't think they even have the knowledge or even the interest, or that's not the number one thing that they think about. It's not in the forefront compared to how it is for uh, black colleges because those who work in those departments are black people, you know? Yeah, but I also think um, not just in terms of entertainment, but in terms of, like, those events that they bring, right? Like, for example... um, like, okay, remember when Diddy was doing Rock the Vote? Mm-hmm. Like, when Obama was first running? I felt like he didn't really go to PWIs like that. It was, like, just the HBCU thing. Right. And I just feel like that's you creating an initiative. And I feel like, Diddy, you have pool. You know what I'm saying? It's not even a, a black-white thing. You're Diddy. Yeah. You know, like, at this point, your fame has transcended just race or that demographic. Like, right. your demographic is not just black. Uh-huh. So, I feel like for you to... Yes, you went to Howard, so I kind of excuse... I, I expect you to go to your alma mater, but why wouldn't you also try to go to other schools or the other local schools? Especially, like, with us living in Chicago and Chicago being a big city, all these stars come through Chicago. Yeah. Um, and I just think that, that they don't make time to bring some of these things um, that they say is for the youth or whatever... Yeah. They, to us in any type of way. Yeah, they definitely do neglect us. And I think it's also because of the, the, the sense of that, oh, you know, black kids as a whole, they're, uh, you know, not represented well or like underserved or whatever, you know. So it's like, let's focus on just black kids that go to black schools. But, you know, there are also black kids, as you said, that goes to, you know, PWI. So it's more like, oh, they're black kids, black schools, so they, they need us more, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, 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 excuse me, it's cheaper or whatever. So they need more resources from us black celebrities or black professionals. They need more entertainment or they need more this and that. So I think that's also what the mindset may be as to why the focus is mainly on black schools compared to, you know, mm-hmm. PWIs and not realizing that you are forgetting kids that do go to PWIs. Just because we do go, we go to PWIs doesn't mean we don't need the resources. Doesn't mean that we're rich, you know? Doesn't mean I'm doesn't not mean, black anymore. Exactly. Doesn't mean we're not black yeah. anymore that, you know, that we don't need those things. Can we actually have a HBCU versus PWI debate really quick? Um, I was, I, listen, I don't, I don't really know much about it because, you know, I, I didn't even know much about HBCU, uh, historically black colleges, to be honest. Yeah. I didn't know much about it, yeah. even though like I went to a school on the south side. But I didn't know much about it. I don't know, maybe because I didn't go to grammar school and, you know, where... No, it, it wasn't a thing. Like, I'll just be honest. I think that, first of all, that's something that we also need to acknowledge. HBCUs are not the, the schools that are, prop, like, they're not popularly advertised or mm-hmm. told to people like that. I think the, the network of HBCUs is something that is like very mouth of word of mouth. Yeah. Um, it's like if you have people, it's like something within your family, within the black community. Exactly. And it's us being technically, you know, Africans in the black community. Exactly. It, it's not, you know, unless you knew somebody that went to these schools, it wasn't something that was like told to us. Um, you know, like I remember the funny thing is I knew I wanted I wanted to go to Spelman before I really even knew it was an HBCU. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't even really put the two together until maybe like junior year of high school. But I applied and got into Spelman, right? But I didn't go because of expensive and at the time of my it's life. Out of state. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's out of state. And then at the time of my life, it just wouldn't have been the right time for me mm-hmm. to, to go out of state. And you know, but I've always been, like, very pro-black and, you know, for the issues and, um, you know, involved in the African Student Association, Black Student Union. True, I minored in African-American studies. Right. So it's just, like, to feel like, damn, I can't get not one. We can't get a event on, you know, a talk or anything Yeah. Um, here just because we're not, a, a, we're not Howard. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I also feel like... People that go to HBCUs need to stop 
discrediting people that go to the PWIs as if we love our people less. You get okay. what I'm saying? Because there, there's a huge debate about, like, why as a black person wouldn't you go to a school for us and buy us and woo-woo-woo and all of that. But I, I feel like I also see uh, the other side where, you know, black kids that go to PW, um, PWIs, how they talk down on people who went to black colleges. Yeah, like, I definitely see both You know, sides. like, oh, you know, like, it's the, the curriculum is, you know, is not the same standard. Mm-hmm. You know, like, whatever you're taught is on a lower standard. So even if you got all A's, whatever, you can't compare it to my A or my B in mm-hmm. my PWI. So I see this thing a lot back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like, both ends, like, they both, you know, go at, go, at, go at each other comparing, like, oh, you're not black enough or you're not smart enough. Right. And I think, but I think that we got to take, with that, the, the real conversation is the school accreditation mm-hmm. and not necessarily. And I think it's just unfortunate that a lot of HBCU school accreditation is lower than yeah. most PWIs. And I think that's the unfortunate part about yeah. it. To find out why is it lower? Why is it that, you know, we're not getting, is that the professors are not good? Is that what it is? They're not getting enough funding. That's what that's it is, That's what it is. Right? And funding, that's what it yeah. is, is. They're not getting enough the funding, funding. The resources and, and I just, But I think that it's just, you can't blame somebody. Because let's even think about it. When y'all going to HBCUs, y'all ain't trying to go to... Um, you know them smaller. Uh, was there's some one in Alabama that's really small that I was watching a Netflix documentary on? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Y'all ain't going to them. Y'all trying to go to Howard, right. uh, Morehouse, Spelman, Hampton. That's yeah. where y'all going. Like, so don't make it seem like I love my HBCU. You know, like y'all are going to the bigger. Who is ones. it? Yeah, because they're also those that go to those small ones. Yes, but I'm saying those people that want to sit here and try and talk down on people that go to PWIs and stuff like that. Like, that's where you're going. You didn't choose... You didn't just choose this HBCU because it was for... You know, it was for us, by us. You chose it because it's also a good school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that at the same time, when people go to PWIs, they chose it because it was a good school for them. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with your relation to your blackness. That's very true. It's just like, this was a good school for me. That fits all the stuff. Or if you feel like you grew up around black people all your life, you want to go to a predominantly white um, institution. You know, like, let me try and be in a diverse community. Exactly. Let me explore different stuff. But that was just that on that. So let's even talk about education as a whole. What, what, Okay, now, so I'm looking at the definition of education. Education is the process of facilitating learning or the acquisition of knowledge, skills, values, beliefs, and habits. What can be defined as good education? What do you think good education is? What does that consist of? Um, do you need education in life? I'm not saying love, just in general. Do you need education in life? I think that education is necessary in life. Right? Isn't or is? It is. It's necessary. Yeah. Um, but all education doesn't have to come from school. Correct. And that's kind of like, I think a good education is an education that's going to teach you what you need to know. And it's also going to teach you what you should know. Um, I think education should be well-rounded. Um, there is not just books, mm-hmm. but it's experience Skills. and it's mm-hmm. perspective because, you know, I think that's a big problem with white culture mm-hmm. is that y'all can be as smart as whatever, but because you don't have this perspective of not being white and you haven't taken the time to learn from that perspective, then it's a whole, it's a whole education that you're missing. Yeah. That's very true. That is very true. I totally agree. Yeah. Cause you know, it's also, it's also, as you said, it's levels of education too. You know, like you don't have to, you could just have your, 
high school diploma and be very intelligent, you know, and be well-versed and cultured, you know, and know so many things that someone who has your master's degree don't know at all. You know what I mean? So it is not just, you know, having the highest degree. That doesn't make you, oh, the smartest person. But as you said, different education, life experiences, different cultures, traveling, networking, all those things are considered education as well. Now, let's talk about private, public, and homeschooling. Would you homeschool your child? No. Why? The only reason why is because I think it's very important for students to learn social skills. Yeah. Because that is, that's really the purpose of school. Like, it's not, at least elementary, not at school. Like, yes, it's also like, so kids can learn their ABCs and stuff, but it really more is so that children learn uh, interaction with people so that they can learn how to work in a society Mm -hmm. outside of their family. Would you put your kid into private school? It depends on where I was um, living. I think okay. I think a lot of people automatically assume private school is better. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think that as Killer Mike has mentioned, he said there's so many rich people that will live in Calabasas and still send their kids to like a private school when it's like you literally live in one of the richest and best communities. So even a public school so, is so a the, very good public exactly. school. Exactly. So the public schools are very good public schools. Like why wouldn't you invest in the public? You pay for it already in your taxes. Yeah. So why wouldn't you do that? And I and I do, um, I appreciate what public schools have to offer sometimes yeah. versus private schools. Um, just in terms of like that communal, that equity, that yeah. like we take everybody. Sometimes I think the elitism of private schools is a little much for children. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like if I was in a good neighborhood. I think, oh, so when I first came here and, you know, I thought I was going to a public school, you know, I was like, wait, public school? Like what? Right. <laughs> because in Nigeria, it's completely different. You know what I mean? Private school and public school is a complete big difference. Now, private schools are owned by an individual. You know, like we could go and build our own school and have set up the curriculum and it's really, it's nice whatever public schools are government schools Mm -hmm. and government schools tend to be really bad like no resources you know what i'm saying no funding you know what i mean like the uniforms you look at the students the uniforms are messed up you know you go to their classrooms there's a a hole in the wall or in the ceiling or like you know the teachers are on strike things Mm -hmm. like that you know there are some definitely decent um like government schools or military schools they're like you know they're they're okay you know they're, they're not bad at all. They're, you know, they're known nationally, whatever. But, like, the general spectrum of public schools, when you think about it in Nigeria, it's like, no. Like, you put your skill in private schools. And then it's also different levels of private school, too. You know what I mean? Mm. There's the elite, like, higher, you know, uh, private school that, that costs hundreds of thousands of naira, even some millions of naira. And you just like, listen, this oh, is just, wow. yeah, yeah. So when I first came, you know, in my head, I'm like, public school, like, <laughs> does that mean I'm poor? <laughs> That's so funny. No, like really, in my head, I'm like, damn, is this me? What poor is that? We're going, I'm going to public school. But then when you go, when I come here, I'm like, okay, I, I see the difference. Like, you know, it's 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 definitely a big difference. So I must, I myself, I wouldn't mind putting my kids in um, public school as long as a good public school. Yeah, that's so funny actually because now I think about, it, I was in like a private school when I lived in Portugal, and then when mm-hmm. I first came here, I think it was just kind of like that shock of like, damn, private school hella expensive here. It you is. Know what I'm saying? Like, not that it was cheap in Portugal, but it's also like. I, I think that that's part of the elitism they try to build in America, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, because like, if you think about it in America, why is there private schools? Like, what, why why were the private schools created? So that you can deviate from, from what the state wants, you know, and what's supposed to be given to everybody. Mm-hmm. In a system that was created for that, you get what I'm saying? Like, the way that America's system is, especially with education, if things were done right... 
everybody, everyone should be in public everybody school. Everybody should have free schooling. Yeah. Um, at least until like the end of college, and it should be like. Like, the, like the, all the schools, the curriculum should basically be the same. You know what, you know what I'm saying? For the most part. For like, the most part. Yeah, it should be all stuff. But instead, you get people that's greedy. You get people that want to invest in sports. When they want to invest in the teachers. And the teachers get mm-hmm. tired and drained out. So it's kind of like, that's all the stuff that messes education up. I tell people yeah. all the time. The reason I'm leaving education is because of the politics. I didn't sign up to be a politician. Mm, okay. So would you, um, with you being in education, so does um, private schools or charter schools, is the curriculum better? Because in Nigeria, um, private school, I would like to say, I think their, their curriculum is definitely better. Because then, of course, the resources are provided for the teachers to really want to teach and whatever. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know... You went. You can't. Sometimes you can't even put a private kid besides a public school kid because you can really see where they're like the public school kid is really lacking. You know what I mean? So is it the same thing here? Is it that the private schools here, like they're teaching the, the what they're the kids are being taught is faster, is better, is more advanced, and they learn better from it, or is just BS just wrapped in it's a low kids key. Paper? What it is, is I don't think the curriculum is different. Because at the end of the day, it's still like you still kind of got to follow Common Core. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it ain't like you can just go free balling on whatever you want to teach the kids. You still kind of got to follow state mandated things, be it charter, private, whatever. I think the difference is the environment. That's where difference comes in. Because when you're in public schools, you're dealing with any Tom, Dick, and Harry. You're dealing with a lot of kids that never wanted to come to school to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, Or like that come to school just to get food and they mm-hmm. don't care they out. You know what I mean? So then you're putting a predicament where, you know, where you might have six kids that really love learning, 10 kids that are just kind of there and they can go either way, and two, three kids that just are terrible. They don't give a shit about mm-hmm. none of this. And because you have those two kids, that sets off the whole environment. So you might not be able to get through a lesson. You want, They might vandalize stuff. It might be all of that. Where in a private school, because everybody's paying, you know, there's already that you better be getting an education or you better be doing the right thing because I'm invested in this more. Right. Um, so then you're able to get through things better. You're able to you're able to run your class smoother. You're able to you you have money because now they're giving you money. So now you got all type of equipment to do all type of creative lessons that you can't do in public school. Mm. So that's what it is. It's a different experience and environment. Well, you know, this made me think about standardized testing, you know. So I went to Harlan for two years. Um, Harlan is on the south side, and co- compa- when we moved to the suburbs, it was a big difference. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So standardized testing, like, <coughs> kids in Harlan, ACT scores used to be 12, 13, 14. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And even when I first did the ACT, I, I got a 19, and I felt like shit. I'm like, I, you see, remember when I was crying? <laughs> Girl, because if, listen, I'm always smart. I even got my transcripts. My, my GP, GPA was 4.0. I'm like, damn, I didn't even know I had a 4.0 GPA. You know what I mean? I was, always, I was top 10 in both schools. I was always on it. Like, you know, I was, well, I am intelligent. I am smart. You know what I mean? So the fact that on ACT, I'm getting a 19, I'm like, wait, what? Is it, was this all fake? You know what I mean? Like, However, you know, speaking to some teachers and just doing some research, the standardized testing, people that do make the standardized testing, it's not it's, be, it's not necessarily fully based on curriculum that's being taught on, on the it's South not. Side. Because oh, they, we man. don't have the resources. We don't have the textbooks. Mm-mm. I barely even have, remember us having textbooks 
and um, and on the south side, you know what I mean? All this resources, this computer, whatever, like, you know. So, you know what? We're being taught the language that we speak is not the same thing that you oh, see in no. ACT. ACT, I'm like, what is this word? I've never heard this word, you know? Not because I not, not because I don't read books, because I was in a book club, but it's just that, you know, we're just we're not taught or familiar with this word at all. So now I see it on a whole standardized test that this is supposed to, like, oh, you know, this is supposed to give you the, you know, get help you figure out the level of intelligence you have. It's like, you feel stupid. Standardized test is a scam the government created, um, and it has destroyed education. All standardized tests really test is... Um, it's not standard. It, it's, first of all, it's not standard. And what it does is it just gives them an idea of how to track society. Mm-hmm. What 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 route are these are society going by, right? Based off of exactly what you said, what are these kids being exposed to? By the yeah. fact that they haven't even been exposed to this, I already know this, 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 and this about them. Yeah. They start building jails for children off of their third grade ISAT scores. Mm-hmm. Like, or what is it, park now? That's what they call it, park. So it's kind of like all So that- there is some difference in curriculum then. No? It, no, the curriculum is not different. That's what I'm saying. The okay. curriculum is not different. Ah. It is how it is taught. Got it. it is how, how it's, it's used and how it's used available. And how mm-hmm. it's understood, right? Because mm-hmm. think about it. Let's start from kindergarten. The curriculum going to be the same. Y'all supposed to learn your ABCs, your shapes, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Little Susan and, you know, this this great middle-class family, not only is she learning her ABCs and stuff at school and everything, she's going home and they're reinforcing it. Mm-hmm. So now she's picking it up. She's learning it. Yeah. Now you have um, little, you know, Ashley, who comes from a single mother. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when she learned her ABCs in schools, it stops at that's, school. It stops at school. Because her mom is at work, so she had to go to the daycare. The daycare is already overpacked, so they're not doing all that stuff. they probably letting the kids play, eat snacks or whatever. Mm-hmm. So now it's taking her longer to establish those ABCs. Mm-hmm. But that's just because of her environment. It's not Definitely. because she wasn't taught her ABCs. Yeah. And that's just and that is how the gap begins. Yeah, because yeah, I think about it. So I think about my environment... Um, my, I came from a, well, from the first few years, I was in a two-parent home, you know what I mean? So, yes, it was like, okay, go and do your homework, whatever. But things that, the things that I was taught in Thornwood, we were not taught in Harlan at all. Mm-hmm. Like, at all, you know? So, it's just like, it's, it's quite, it's quite unfortunate because you, pay, you if you look at it, the students, you see how it just, how they just changed. Because I remember it was, it was one particular student, um, Freshman year, you know, at first came from Nigeria, he, you know, freshman year, you come in from your, from eighth grade, you know, mm-hmm. you could tell he used to come to school super neat mm-hmm. and nice, you know, like good student, whatever. Then sophomore year, you could, you saw like the change in the language, mm-hmm. the change in his outfits, just everything. I'm just like, this guy went from like a, you know, a young poised, yeah. 13 year old, 14 year old student to this gang bagging 15 in, in a year. And you're just like, how did this happen? That's how so my it's brothers environment. Was. Well, my brothers Your first. Brothers were my brothers came, listen, because we came from Portugal. My brothers are five, uh, 10 years older than me. So I'm five. They 15. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So they're in high school, in mm-hmm. Sullivan High School, right? They went to Sullivan. Now, in, in Portugal, we had they had to wear uniforms. It had to be like, because we went to a private school, right? So it was like, we had to, um, you know, clean shirt, button up, dress shoes, you know, none of them gym shoes and stuff. You know, in America, kids wearing gym shoes. Right. That was not like that. Like, you dressed up, you know, yeah. you was preppy. Um, first day of high school, they tried to go to high school like that. They got clown child. Really? I'm talking about damn near chased out the school, beat up, like, because that was the culture. So over time, 
you know, they trying to fit in. It was a time my brothers used to wear magnetic earrings, they little do rags and stuff. Like, and it's all because at the end of the day, you're not trying to be bullied in school. You know, like, no matter how much you're not trying to be bullied in school, and it's just like. In regards to you saying, like, you know that you're not taught the same thing from when you were yeah. Because what happens is, again, you all get the same curriculum. So mm-hmm. I, I can bet you, you know, you, you get, this is what I'm supposed to learn. All right, I'm going to try and teach these kids, right? Like, when I was an English teacher, I'm supposed to be, we're supposed to be doing all these fucking Percy Jackson and all these other books, right? Bro, this kid can't read. God grade. damn. He can't read. In sixth grade? How old are you sixth grade? Like 11, Like 12? 11, 12. Just it's crazy read. when like eleven year olds cannot read. They really they can't read. They don't even understand half the stuff we're talking about. That is sad. I gotta change the curriculum now. Where we supposed to be? The question, the essential question is, you know, what was the conflict between Percy Jackson and da da da? You supposed to be asking questions like that. I gotta change it now. Instead, I'm supposed to be saying, who is the protagonist? First of all, what's a protagonist? First of all, pro is a prefix. So when we have the word pro, so now I have to. They went correct- back to spelling. The, peric- the curriculum is changing. So now, when at the end of the year, we're supposed to be able to have these deeper, to higher be at level To a certain level, they still at level two. My kids learn how to read this year. And that's and that's why stuff in urban environments be changing like that. Girl! It is Ooh, really That is so sad. That is it's so, so sad. sad. It is so, so sad. Uh, okay, so let's, let's fast forward to college. It's, so it's called a scam. Yes! Okay. <laughs> Now like you say college is not the key to success. Listen, we live in an era now, and I think th- this is one of the hardest things for us millennials, right? Because millennials were really, we were here as the world was changing. We saw what it looked like to really need a bachelor's to have any type of success in your life. We also now see what it looks like to be 16 making 30 million a year off your Instagram and YouTube reviews. Girl. We now know that college is a scam. Yeah. And even besides the cons- the, the fact that, okay, you can make money off of Instagram, but it's like, we both college graduates, and we still talk about the struggle of finding the ideal job. You know what yes. I mean? You go to college, you find this mediocre, whatever, 30, if, first of all, you come straight out of college, you gain like thir- less than 30K. Less. A year. Yes. Or 40K. You lucky you get something in your 40s, 50s. You're lucky, you know? So come out of college, you get those little jobs. It's hard to find those jobs because then they require you to have three, five years of experience. You're like, hey, I've been in school. How am I going to get this experience? So, you know, I'm not going to go work at McDonald's because I was in college for four years to get a degree. You know what I mean? Okay, get this job. Now you have to pay your student loans. You know, now it's like, oh, you're in debt. Now, you you know, it's a cycle. And you're like, oh, you, you, you're trying to keep this job so you can afford to take it yourself, pay your student your loans. And now you're like, okay, hell, I need a better job. How do I get a better job? Go I'm get your master's. Go. Okay, master's. That's additional loans that you got to pay off. And then getting master's, PhD. There's so many people that have master's and PhD. They are not rich. Because no. I feel like also come from an African household, people think that, oh, I mean, yes, Get your education. If you want to get PhD, all the letters, get it, if that's what you want, you know? But as African, we think that the more, the higher edu- the education you have and, like, the letters behind your name, that means, oh, yes, it doesn't mean success. It does not equal success at all. Uh-huh. We, we, we've seen people with PhDs, and we're like, we damn near doing the same job. Yes. You know, and we, uh, we, we know that we probably make more money than they do. Yes. And it's like, it's why. It's the job market. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's horrible. And it's just that you go to college. Yes, go to college. I think college definitely has its 
benefits, advantages, you know? Because then you experience life, you experience people, you know, all the social things in colleges. And then it's just networking. Yeah, it's networking. And then, you know, of course, it definitely helps you to understand yourself, understand the world, and also develop your own passion and find your passion, you know, if you're lucky, you know? Um, but it don't mean you're going to be rich. College is, listen, the first two years of college is them reteaching you shit that you learned in high school. Mm-hmm. That's when you got to take foreign languages. You got to do English again. You just, you basically. Like algebra. You, algebra. You got to do all the stupid ass math you did freshman, junior year of high school. That's what it is. The last two years is the years when you're technical your major. major. When they're supposed to be teaching you some sort of skill Skills. that you want to know. First round about taxes. To, to know about credit. To know about money. We never about learned. Debt. Nothing. You don't learn none of that, right? Boom. You graduate. Now you study looking for a job. This, that, and the other. They tell you to go get a master's. All a master's is, is them two years that you did, the last two years of college, you're doing it again. Damn. That's what it is. That's what it is. Maybe two, three years, you're doing it again, plus field work. Plus right, a, plus, plus a, field work. Plus an internship. Plus internship, yeah. That's yep. what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we just want to make sure that you know what we already taught you. Yeah, because you know, it's this show I watch, um, Love and Listing. Um, mm-hmm. this you know, it's about real estate. Um, you know, and this girl, straight out of high school, she went to get her real estate license and she's making money. She's driving a Benz. Ask me how old she is. 19. But that's because we don't talk about trade schools enough. Because exactly. Because they, they conditioned us to feel like trade schools were, pe- were for people who were not smart. To go to school. To go to school. Who dropped out. Who or dropped the bad out. Kids. Or who never, who never had a future, so they have to find something to, to do. do. Yeah. That's what they conditioned us to think trade schools were. Yeah. When in actuality, trade schools are actually the key to your own independence and, and financial security. Exactly. Exactly. If I had known, I wish I had known, like, I probably would have gone to real estate, you know, d- you know develop my own time. Talent and nurture my talent and really do what I really I want to do. I probably would have did hair all the time. Check. I, listen. I probably would have just been like, let me go to hair school. Yeah. Let me become an esthetic- and esthetic- as you said, you know, esthetician. Esthetician. <laughs> and also, also come from an African household. It does make you feel like, ah, you want to go out and do hair. You want to be a tailor. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You want to you want to do what? Like you want to be singing music. Like all things like that. It's trade school. It's like that's vocational awards. That it's it's just not up to part at all. It's not something they feel like they could boast or be prideful of. That's all it is, because African parents take pride saying that you're in school for something. Yeah, you know what uh, I'm my saying? kid is in school. Oh, they go to UIC. It's a very good school. They go to do blind talking. Hey, you you would think, child, I was mm-hmm. going to Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's just like, no, you know, not to dumb our school down. It definitely is like, you yeah. know, up there. But, you know, ain't no Ivy League yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. So, and it, and it's just kind of like, now what? You know, now when I mentor people, because um, now, you know, people really be thinking I'm the shit. I mean, I am. But yeah. they'd be like, oh, talk to my daughter. Give me, you know, this, mm-hmm. yeah. So when I mentor people, one thing I always tell them in education is like, don't just look at what the school can offer you while you're in school. Mm-hmm. Look at what the school can offer you once you get, get out. Degree. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what you're looking for because you're only going to be in that school for four years. Once once that's over, you're going to have the rest of your life to live the rest of your life. To figure that out by So yourself. I tell people like, what are, what are the networking opportunities you're getting from the school? What are, you know, what type of events do they do? What type of, all schools going to offer. services. You know what I'm saying? This is the fact. All schools going to offer math. They yeah. don't offer science. They gonna offer you a little social science. All schools pretty much have that. Most schools, you know, unless you're going to some real, like low budget school. Even community, oh, they offer they offer it. That's every, a, that's a necessity. Yeah, everybody has, has has something, right? You can get that. That's not what you're looking for. You're looking for what you can gain from the school after you graduate. Yeah, and I think didn't know, nobody really taught 
us like that. Yeah. You know, nobody really said, do, do people get jobs? Do they hook people up with jobs? But there's life after school. Like, exactly. what life will look like after, after school. school. Like, they just, I we feel graduated, like we were just like, we what? We was trained to get to school. Yeah, to get to school, pass his classes, get your little A and B, and then that's it. And after that, what's next? Exactly. And now we out here, we're like, damn, if I had known, you know. I think it's also just, you know, sad when you do see that, you know, as you said, 16-year-olds on social media, you know, doing their talent, whether it's dancing, whatever it is, even teaching how to do hair, you know. People are teaching how to do all these different things on social media, and you're like, well, how does an 18-year-old girl, and she was able to start her hair business. Yeah. Now she's making millions from selling weave, mm-hmm. making millions from selling waist trainers or skincare products yeah. or teaching how to do makeup or teaching different skills. It doesn't have to be hair or makeup or whatever, but whatever it is, you know. So not to say college is not important or don't go to college. Yeah, go to college. But just, you know, I feel like as parents as well, they should help try to figure out what your child's passion is. You know what I'm yeah. saying? While they're going to school, try to help them figure out their passion is and try to align them towards that direction so that they're not like us, get out of school and get lost and be like, oh shit. But yeah, I think we, we've talked good about education. Mm-hmm. Mm, we could talk about this another day too, part two. <sighs> uh, but anything else you want to add? You know, stay in school though. <laughs> Don't drop out, please. <laughs> now, here's the thing. The thing, the key to education is you can't let education play you. You have to use it and really figure yeah. out what you want to know. Don't just get into use stuff it wisely. because you think that it looks good. Get into something that's really going to teach you something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's go into our black excellence. Who's You can go first. Dang, you got yours up. I got Okay. As you know, for me, my black excellence is Tyler Perry. So he, so I'm trying to pull up my um, my information. He has made history as the first black man to own a major movie studio in the U.S. And it's actually like, it is the largest movie studio. They said it is. Um, so basically the studio was once a Confederate army base. Um, it was owned during um, during the Civil War where the South fought to keep black people enslaved. So now to see that he owns a studio on that same property as a black man, the only black man to have the largest one at that, which holds 12 sound stages for movie production. I think it's, it's just amazing, you know, as he, as he said, you know, the, the quote, he said that people who are fighting to have a seat at the table, he said he was creating his own table, which mm-hmm. he definitely did. I think this is, this is history. This mm-hmm. is going to be in history books. This is going to be known forever. This is a legacy, not just for him, but as, uh, for us as black people that we can do it. No matter what people say, no matter what, how the white man try to break us down, you know, we could really do it. Why you say it like that? <laughs> the white man tries to break us down. I'm telling you, this, this is amazing. It's really amazing. And just to see he, how he gave, you know, those, his actress and those who's been in his movies and shows, their own, um, was it? The stars. the stars. It's amazing because it's like, many of those, think about it, many of those artists or they're actresses, not, they're not going to get it on the Hollywood, Hollywood, you know, they're not going to get it at all. Like, not to say they're not good per se, but it's just not, you know? I think he, he what he gave us, um, more than anything, he 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 did. He prepared our own table. Yeah, and I think that that's a big thing because so much of what we try to do is to try to um, 
find a way to break through the white barrier. Yeah. And what he said is we don't even need that anymore because we have our own. Yeah, we don't have to try to fit into we, their... We don't have to go to Hollywood. Exactly, to exactly. You we know? don't have to fit their standards and try yeah. to be like them and make movies you know? like them or make movies that are good enough for them exactly. for them to notice us. Exactly. Like, you don't have to be on their Hollywood walk of fame. You know, you you, you are immortalized here. You have sound stages mm-hmm. named after you here. Exactly. You know, so I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think that... Is wonderful. Clap, 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 bravo. Let's see if this thing works today. No, it don't. All right. Um, so mine is kind of like a little bit on our education rant. Um, his name is Stefan or Steven, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I'm gonna say Stefan M. Teru. Um, a youth court member volunteered his skill to produce desks, tables, benches, and shelves for the comfort comfort of over 80 students and um, pupils, which are students. Uh, and he did that for two public schools in Nigeria. That is awesome. So I think that, as you were saying, it's kind of like you just said the public schools don't get enough and stuff. So he, yeah. he dedicated his time to make desks and stuff so that they can have some. So that's some black excellence. That is wonderful. Okay. Um, y'all, don't forget to send us messages um, questions, issues, so we can have a cross-cultured conversation. Don't forget to so give our opinions, our thoughts. We don't have any this week, but we will have one next week. So y'all better email us, DM us, Cross X Cultured Podcast on Instagram and Cross X Cultured on Twitter. Yes, and you can hit us up on our personal um, Instagrams. So mine is Erica Mona. Oh, and mine is oh, go on. Oh, me. Erica Mona, E R I K A M O N A A, or at Mona's Locks, M O N A S L O C S. Or you can hit me up at damn I'm fine at D A M underscore I'm fine. Or you can comment on our YouTube page. Yes, we have, we a, YouTube have a YouTube page, page. now, awesome. and it's at Cross Cultured Podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into TV and music. All right, let's go into music. So we actually did our due diligence. We listened to those. We listened to people today. Yeah. You know, so Moneybag and Mac the Stallion, they have a song called All That. I like the song. It's definitely a, a decent, it's a little bop. It's, it's nice. cute, yeah. It's really short too, though. Maybe because I watched the video. The video's like two minutes, two minutes and something seconds. I mean, yeah, I think that that's like their range anyway. They're not no, like is, the three, yeah. four minute song makers. Right, that's yeah. true, that's true, that's true. So it's a decent song. You guys check it out. It fits them. Um... I wasn't, you know, I wasn't they disappointed. They Mm-hmm. They sure are. The music video, I wasn't... Nice quality. Mm-hmm. But, you know, lately I've been saying I'm not impressed with, you know, music videos of nowadays. You yeah. know, like, it's just really basic. Um, but, you know, she looked good. He looked good. Whatever. As good as he could look. <laughs> right. JT, you know, she just came out, so she released a single first day out. You know, letting us know that she's still here. She still rap. Held it down for Carisha. She did. She did. She's like, don't talk about my girl. That's me. If you talk about her, you talking about me. You know. <laughs> it was cute. Uh, I definitely feel like JT, um, I can see the difference in them now. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like before, it felt like Carisha was just really riding off JT. Mm-hmm. And now it's like JT, you know, she's still JT, but I could hear the, um, the music industry in Miami when she raps. Like, I can hear that she's been in the industry. She's done for you. You know what I'm saying? I can hear the little polishing, like the different polishing in them. Oh, okay. You know I see what, what you're saying. Okay. But JT's still fired. Don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. So, the freestyles, we can skip that. Wale dropped the new album, um, talking about... What's it called? Wow. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It was actually a nice album. Yeah. I I didn't expect anything less. It's Wale. You know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. it sounded like him. The only thing I'm saying, his content is so repetitive. You know, like, 
Yeah, I guess every artist, they do have the main thing that they talk about, you know, whether it's love or sex or shaking your butt or whatever. But I feel like his lyrics are really quite similar in all, all of almost all of his songs. Had it been a shorter album, we wouldn't even have noticed. Exactly. Because I think his last couple albums, that he's try, he has tried to deviate from that a little mm-hmm. bit, and it hasn't really worked for him, mm-hmm. to be very honest. I like that he returned back to what Which is fine, but at. the lyrics are very but, similar. Yeah, and I, I felt that after you get to song 13, it's like, damn, yeah, we get it. Yeah, you talking about some situationship. Yeah, like that's what it that's is. your bag. But come on, this yeah, could, this could have been a fire twelve song album. It could have been, yeah, but it was still decent. I yeah. liked it. I liked it. I liked it. You know, Lil Kim came out with an album, and I to wow. be respectful, I think that's what I'm just gonna leave it at. No, let's talk about it because I love me some Lil Kim. I, I do. Still, and that's I still why I said to her. I don't want to. I don't even want to get in there because I wasn't impressed at all. Like, like so, it. we legit listened to it tonight. The whole whatever was it ten songs or 12 songs yeah. she had they mm-hmm. sounded it's, it's, first of all whoever the producer is I do not like you because it was all the same type of <laughs> all beat. the same beats. the sound was the same she was singing she a lot I'm not a fan listen I'm, I personally I'm not a fan of when rappers sing I don't like when Nicki Minaj sings I don't like it who else Maybe Cardi B try to sing. I don't like it when they try to sing. I really don't. You know, do a little singing here that you get it. But if you're singing a lot, you're not a singer, you know? So it just, no, why? Uh, no, 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 no. Now, I'm not saying that she has to be at the same peak, the same level she was at and when, you know, in the 90s, early 2000s. Because it's not the same era. I get it, you know? Things have changed. So, you know, it's hard as someone when you came out that time to really make music that sounds like this time. I still feel like you could sound like yourself, but it was just... Excuse me. It was really underwhelming. I'm, I was... Yeah, I don't know. I fast just, forward and skip his next I, I feel like she tried to jump into the pool of, like, contemporary rap, and it just... It, it wasn't for her. It no. wasn't. This, it wasn't the sound that she's best at. at oh, I was, I was, I was sad. Mm. Um, but Asha, she is a Nigerian artist, and she has a new album called Lucid. You guys should check it out. I'm gonna listen to her. I really like her. She's like a like a contemporary, um, what R and B ish singer. I think that's what we'll call her. Contemporary, like neo soul. Neo soul. Neo soul. Some some be like rock, low key, like soft oh, rock. True. Yeah, you know, because she's known more internationally, like in Paris and yeah. Europe, than even sometimes more in, than in Nigeria. Yeah, but she's really good. She's talented, really talented. I remember she was saying how when she started singing in Nigeria, people didn't like her voice. Yeah, yeah, I because could see she how doesn't. That, because she yeah. doesn't have you know Nigerian. They be having that high pitch. Yeah, voice. their standard of singing is that high pitch. <laughs> You're like, oh, what's her name? What's this girl, Jeremy? What's her name? Oh, Simi. That type of, that's the choir, Niger choir. <laughs> yeah, no. Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy. <laughs> Just be so high, like how our aunties be singing. Girl, that's yeah. the standard. When my mama say she trying to sing, she instantly a surprise. Yeah, instantly. You're like, why are you this high? Like, you could sing also. I'm like, come on, turn it. Turn it down. That's not your key. <laughs> Oh Lord! But yeah, uh, but yeah, she's talented. Good music, good music. Um, I think that's pretty much it with the music. All music came out this this weekend. This all came out this weekend. Actually, music be just flooding us. 
Um, so let's talk about TV. Um, Basketball Rise Reunion. Girl. You know, we kind of talked about that a little bit last week and how Evelyn, you know, it was just kind of like us seeing it play out. I definitely feel like the girls are exaggerating OG's aggressiveness. Um, yeah. I do think that OG claiming colorism is not the right term. I think the better term is to say um, they are rejecting her because she does not fall into Eurocentrism mm-hmm. like the rest of them. She doesn't look like that polished. You know, she don't look like a basketball wife, IG girl. You know, like she don't look like that. Um, and I think that they, they're they calling her mannish and aggressive and all of these things because of that, because she's not slender and, you know, has delicate features. I think it's also because that she... She does. She she doesn't accept their nonsense. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. We see. We've seen Evelyn since first season attack people, throw bottles of wine at people, curse at people, be ready to fight people. All the you know. Time. But um, OG, she's like, oh, you want to fight? Let's then let's fight. really fight. Okay, that's true. And she's she's, she's a those. football player too, so she's like, oh, you want to bark? Let's go. I'm not just all about the barking, but she's about the action too. Yeah. You know. So I think that's it, it. It has them like shook. They're scared. Like They're okay, scared. she's she's really gonna and fight. And she's the person like she really gonna fight you. Security is not holding her back. We, it's not she gonna got be the that, It's not gonna be that fake. Oh, security, yeah, security. No, like she, she like she got the muscles. I I can shuck and jive. Yeah. Like I had this is not. I de- yeah, I definitely do think it's unfair. I feel like they should have given Evelyn this this same energy from the jump because Evelyn has always been violent and disrespectful so now that she's trying to sue her it's quite ridiculous and I'm quite happy that the judge denied you know her case because it's like this is just childish why are you trying to sue her for what now you want to act scared now you're saying you're not safe now you want to bring up oh oh, she brought up my abuser someone who's talking about my abuser is just what girl clearly you are not that shook from Chad you was on the show talking about y'all still friends you DM'd him to get the DM like you are not traumatized from him. At all. At all. Um, Rhythm and Flow came out this week on Netflix. So that is that talent show with T.I., Cardi, and Chance. Mm. Uh, I think the talent on there is pretty it's pretty interesting to watch. It is interesting to see like a rap talent show. Like It's not like singers and stuff like right. that. It is interesting to see that it's rap. I don't feel like the judges... I still don't feel like the judges um, are as qualified... To be able to make these type of de- decisions and assumptions. So who are the judges? It's Chance the it's Rapper. It's Chance, T.I., and Cardi. And I think that they, you know... Obviously, you can hear that, oh, I'm in the industry in them. But I also feel like they, they, they're still working on their sound and cultivating themselves and branding themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't think either, any of them, especially Chance and Cardi... Especially Chance and Cardi. Yeah, I, I, can't I can accept T.I. I can accept T.I., T.I. but if I, was, if I was to see a panel, T.I. should have been the young one to me. Yeah. You know, like, Cardi and Chance, I think, Cardi, what's your sound? You know, like, not to be... Chance, what's your sound? Like, you know what I'm saying? You on a gospel wave right now, but what's your sound? Right. You know what I mean? Like, what's your thing? And I feel like some of the critiques they were giving was like, shit, I can get that critique too. I, I was exactly. in the rap. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. So, uh, I, I, and I think that some of the people that were being judged and critiqued felt that in a way too. Like, mm, like who are you to be really telling to, me all this? To be this. telling me all of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, one girl kind of made the statement. It's like, shit, I, I can out-rap all of them on that stage. Which no is key. like, bro, you probably could on a good day. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. have a bad day today. But. Yeah, yeah. So, and unfortunately, um, the show Claws is to end after a fourth season. It makes sense, though. I think 
the arc is like that. I started watching it and then I stopped because like I wanted to binge it. It is one of those shows that I think is gonna do way better in binge. Yeah, like, it's, it's actually, bingeable. Oh, it's good because I actually keep up with it and watch it like you know episode after episode. Mm-hmm. It's really it's a good show, but it, is. it makes sense for it to end. It's not one of those shows to have eight seasons. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The story is over. Let's end after this season because after when shows keep on starts having long seasons, they start to just be repetitive and make stupid stories exactly. that don't make sense. So it's good. It's it's a good show, good cast. Y'all did it. Next, let's have another show. Exactly. Oh, okay. Well, I think that's pretty much it for us. And uh, let me bring up our quote. Right? I think that's it, right? Yes. We, we did everything. All right, quote of the day. We think about education as a stepping stone into a higher social economic class, into a better job. And it does do those things. But I don't think that's what it really is. I experienced it as getting access to different ideas and perspectives and using them to construct my own mind. Which is basically what we talked about. Yes, I enjoyed that quote. Thank you. Thank you so much. And this is Cross Cross Culture. Culture. Thank you.